Just the infamous surrogate. Yeah, Monica. Monica, that that wasn't geared towards you. Just little old May. Well, I was talking to um, one of our staff members, and (laughs) just now, and she said, "I got to meet Sarah (laughs) Goody." I was like, "Did you get her autograph?" Gosh. It was hilarious. That's Just, crazy. That's how I felt at Christie's. That night. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, the <laughs> the infamous Sarah Godey and Monica Steele. You know. <laughs> just say really fast like just a thank you a shout out to all of our listeners yeah like it is like i know that's we're clapping great. we're clapping that's right now. that's clapping right it out. it's crazy um it's you know it's funny we laugh uh, at thanksgiving um monica's sister-in-law who's a friend of mine christy steely had some girls over because they wanted to meet monica they know me but they had never met monica and now they all want to be her best friend and <laughs> I you love know you all. i just i say thank you to all of those people who um are very actively encouraging about what Absolutely. we're doing yeah. and then the people here the staff here are allowing us to record here and the encouragement that we get i mean it really is a huge blessing and we it probably is. don't tap into that enough thanking all of you listeners and even if we don't know who you are just the fact that you encourage us when we see our podcast going out to you yes, and that is uh, just a huge encouragement and so it we is. just want to say thank you absolutely and hi mom <laughs> and, hi, and hi mom exactly exactly well um we are finishing up our series be within your means um this is our last one we have covered self-control um, humility, hospitality, and then today we are going to close out with gentleness. Now, Sarah and I, <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> no, I'm speaking for both of us. Sarah and I are, are fairly comfortable with who we are, and we, we, we think we know ourselves pretty well, so there's a reason why we gave gentleness to Monica. So, Monica, take it away. You must have been talking to my children. They probably have told you, Mommy needs more gentleness. <laughs> I know Greg. Greg told me that. I'm probably more gentle with Greg than even the kids. It's just hilarious. But um, but so yeah, we're going to talk about gentleness today. So first, I wanted to ask you both. Like when you hear the word, (laughs) when you hear of somebody being a gentle person, what do you think of? I immediately think of someone holding a delicate flower in their palms. (laughs) And I, it is every time I hear the word gentle, and I don't know why. Gentle. Are you serious? <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest? Like a teeny tiny delicate flower. Gentle. <laughs> teeny tiny. Isn't that teeny, so teeny strange? Flower. And so I'll put that it in my I pocket. Think, like, a very delicate flower being held in someone's gentle hands. Okay. I had an answer immediately. You Are did, you impressed? You did. I didn't like, even know you were going to ask that. Lord, it's and okay. it's very specific. <laughs> it's not weird at all. It's a little too specific, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
you there's a reason why I'm not doing That's gentleness. Right. I don't really think of a person, I, I wouldn't say, right? That was what the question was. Yeah. Who do we think of? Um, I don't really, yeah. Or, <laughs> or what do you picture? <laughs> I meant, or, what, or what do you picture? Oh, okay, what I aspire to be. Unfading beauty, because, um, you know, I've said before in this podcast and to you all quite often, first Peter three, four is like a life verse for me. It was just something that God revealed. And I am kind of a, um, cynical, outspoken, spicy, 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 passionate, classy, cool chick, smoker girl. You're never going to live that down. I don't smoke, by the way. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And I don't think I sound like one on the radio either. But in any event, um, you know, I know that the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Lord. And in trying to discover beauty mm -hmm, and what is unfading, because Lord knows it definitely fades. um, I, I want that. So yeah. I know it's a really serious, and I kind of jumped ahead and stole your Bible verse, but no, that's fine. if I'm being honest and yeah. you said, what do you think of when I say gentle, I say what I need to work on. Well, that is really interesting because when I first hear the word gentle, I also think of meek and mild, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think of it as a positive. Right. I think of it as a very passive, mm-hmm. I guess meek would be the best word to describe what I think of as gentle. And so as I was looking into this, um, I just had, there were some really cool things that I discovered about what true gentleness Mm -hmm. is. So I just thought I wanted to find out what you guys thought. And, and it was very interesting. (laughs) It's not what I thought at all. I did not think of a flower. No, well, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So first I wanted to talk about the definition of gentle, according to the dictionary, having or showing a kind and quiet nature, not harsh or violent, not hard or forceful, not strong or harsh in effect or quality. And I thought it was so incredibly interesting that the majority of the definition explains gentleness by what it's not. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Versus what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it says that it is showing a kind or quiet nature, but the rest of it is like, here's what it's not. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Um, there were a few different scriptures um, that Sarah mentioned the first one, first Peter three, four, and we talked about this on be beautiful. Um, the voice translation says the lasting beauty of a gracious and quiet spirit in which God delights and um, gracious and quiet spirit could also be translated gentle. Um, and the Greek word for that is mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit, meekness. Um, and then there was also, which was really cool. Um, in the Greek dictionary that was explaining what the Greek word was, it also had this description. And a lot of times there's not these kind of additional descriptions, but this one was in there and I'm only going to read part of it. But it said in the old Testament, the meek are those wholly relying on God rather than their own strength to defend against injustice. Hmm. And then it later says gentleness or meekness is the opposite to self-assertiveness and self-interest. The gentle person is not occupied with self at all. This is the work of the Holy Spirit, not of the human will. And it references Galatians 5.23 because gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. Wow. Um, And so that was a very interesting perspective to me because gentleness in my mind is always just like soft, quiet, Mm -hmm. like more of a tone of voice Mm -hmm. kind of Hmm. perception versus relying on God's strength, which is a whole completely different other concept. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really fascinating. Um, Matthew five, five says, blessed are the meek and gentle. They will inherit the earth. It's the same word, um, 
in Greek used in there as well. Ephesians 4.2, which we referenced just a couple weeks ago also, um, the voice translation again says, be humble, be gentle, be patient, tolerate one another in an atmosphere thick ooh, with love. Ooh, I ooh, love which that. just mm, made the visuals in my mind go yeah, bananas. Um, and again, that's mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit. Um, and it, the Matthew Henry commentary said, By meekness, that excellent disposition of the soul which makes men unwilling to provoke others and not easily to be provoked or offended within their own infirmities. It is opposed to angry resentments and peevishness. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of the agape. Right. When we yeah. talked about what love is not. Yes. You know, it doesn't keep score. It doesn't get easily offended. It doesn't. Yes. Like, it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and so there's also, there were a few other voices, I mean, a few other verses, um, but one of them I kind of wanted to stick with for a minute is Proverbs 15, one, a gentle answer turns away wrath, Mm. but harsh words cause quarrels. Um, and the Hebrew word rock is tender, soft, delicate, like spoken of little children. So that one is more of a tone of voice, but I love this verse because when I went to work one time for somebody, um, it was a new position that I got. Everyone had told me not to take it because of the type of boss that this person was. Um, but I just really felt like I was supposed to do it. And so I did, but my mentor before I started said, as when I was meeting with her, she's just said a gentle answer turns away wrath. Mm. And she was like, just always remember that a gentle answer turns away wrath. And so in any dealings that I had that got to a situation where this boss was easily angered or provoked, I always heard her, her words in my mind going, a gentle answer turns away wrath. And I would try to respond that way. Um, in the Matthew Henry commentary, it always says that the peace is kept um, and that we keep, our, our pe- we keep the peace by soft words. If wrath be risen like a threatening cloud, pregnant with storms and thunder, a soft answer will disperse it and turn it away. Mm-hmm. Mm. When men are provoked, speak gently to them and give them good words and they will be pacified. Wow. And I just, just that visual of a storm, like pregnant storm with clouds and thunder and like just how the soft answer will just completely like, just blow it away. Mm. You don't read down a little bit. So it's reason I will instead. Reason will be better (laughs) spoken and a righteous cause better pleaded with meekness than with passion. Mm. (laughs) I'm not a passionate person. I'm really meek about this right now. But, you know, I will say that that is one of the things that laced me into the whole gentleness thing because Mm -hmm. I am passionate and I am outspoken. And I've seen a lot of people with my gifts and personality traits turn people away and sever relationships. I mean, friendships have ended. Right. Um, reputations ruined right. because what the person was saying was just so blunt and so rude and so forceful. And it's okay to be passionate, but it has to be laced with so much love and so much grace and so much mercy. Gentleness. It, yes. And that's the, the spirit of which it's spoken. It's not necessarily the, it's like I tell my kids, it's not what you're saying. It's how, it's how you're saying. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's not necessarily what we say. Oh, it's how so we deliver it. Yes. And without that gentleness, we will cause riffraffs in the body of Christ. Yes. We've seen it happen. Church I mean, splits, all kinds of things How much would happened. be solved if people people would learn 
exactly and that tempers back saying. to self control. Yeah, you know, controlling yourself enough to stop before it comes out. To, yes, to pray about it, to be proactive, not reactive. Yes, to put the agape love into practice, mm-hmm. so that you give yourself a chance to get into the spirit of gentleness. Yeah. Yes, and Monica, I've heard you talk about this before in your relationships. Like you've prayed about. Like what Sarah was saying, not it's not even the words that you're saying, but when and how you say it that you've yeah. prayed about the opportune moment to speak certain words. And- well, and that's that comes from Proverbs, and like the, one of the verses I think of immediately is um, a well-timed word is like um, golden apples mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. how and and it's that is even framed within that whole wisdom discussion that we had a few weeks back. Right. Um, that it is the timing of when to speak and how to speak it that will either make the person receive or like completely be in defense of yep. what you're what you're saying. Um, but if if someone is quarrelsome or or loud or um, boisterous or you know angry, responding with a soft answer mm-hmm. like is going to completely shut that down. Oh That's yeah, right. like my grandma always said. Ki- kill him with kindness. That's yeah. right. Attract more flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why you want to attract flies? I, I don't know. know. That's right. <laughs> That's very anyway, true. I've never thought but about that. But it's interesting because you know I said just a minute ago in the Old Testament, the meek, the gentle, are those that rely on God's strength instead of their own. And um, I found this article by um, a pastor named Christian Chong, and he's with a. Um, Kim Tian Christian Church, but he had this great article about gentleness that I'll reference to. And he says that um, a great picture of gentleness is not that it's weakness, but strength under control. And he talked about how a guide was taking a group of visitors through a factory, and one of the things that he was showing the people was a giant steam hammer that was capable of flattening a a car. And how he put a walnut down under that hammer and put the... um, hammered down just enough to break the shell of the nut, but not flatten the nut itself. And he says that the definition of gentleness is having the right, the power, and authority to do something, but choosing to bring it under control to fulfill a higher good. Oh, wow. wow. Isn't that incredible? Wow. I just thought that was so incredibly awesome. It's weakness. It's not weakness. It's strength under control. So instead of thinking about gentleness as... Like having that picture in your mind of just meek and mild mannered and like mm-hmm. wimpy, it's extreme strength under one hundred percent control. Yep. Of through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. That is awesome. I love that. I yeah. thought that was just I love like that. it. That's just, so great. That's totally different than than anything that we've thought of. You know, absolutely having the well that and that explains the character of God so well, doesn't it? Right. Absolutely. You know, he ha- he's described as gentle, but if we think of gentle as this meek, you know, yeah. whatever, we don't see God that way. We no. see white man weak yeah. more than meek, right? We yes. see as weak. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But if God is gentle and he's got this, in the, that describes him perfectly. Yeah, he has the control. right, the power, and authority to do something, to get off of the cross, to, mm-hmm. you know, deal with the Pharisees, yeah. but chose to bring everything under control for the higher good. Mm. So that that was just a very, very powerful thing for me. I love that. Yes, that that is amazing. Um, So there was this um, great, another great article um, in Thriving Family Magazine by Dr. Gary Thomas. And about gentleness, he says, unfortunately, too many people equate gentle with weak. Unless you would call the heroic Apostle Paul, the fiery Puritan Jonathan Edwards, and the almighty Christ weak individuals, it is clearly a misunderstanding to assume weakness has anything to do with gentleness. Yeah, that's really true. Gentleness, again, it's more of a spirit. It's more of a state of 
the way it is in that moment, not necessarily an attribute of of like weakness. Mm -hmm. And it's funny too, like going back to the other weeks that we've talked about, it is a confidence Mm -hmm. and it's that knowing who we are and what our giftings are Mm -hmm. and like having the confidence to know, like, I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to like yell to convince you of anything. I'm very quietly confident in my own power and authority and strength. And I'm going to make a choice Yep. To just walk in peace and walk in love. And and that's the loving out of your strengths as opposed to your weaknesses again. Yes. You know, like, and gosh, you know, like I think about like when I first started, whatever, teaching dance or choreography or anything like that, like I, there's things that I did starting out that I never would do now because I don't feel like I have anything to prove now. Right. You know, but back then, I, you know, I would do whatever, you know, right. be so hard or whatever I felt like I had to do, never crack in front of the students. Cause I felt like I had so much to prove. Right. And how many bridges do we burn when we act out of our insecurities and, yes. and just try and constantly prove and everybody sees through it. Oh yeah, they do. You think everybody that nobody sees does, through it. But they know. They, wah, wah. they totally know. I remember when studying for one of these, I was doing something with First Peter three four, one of our words, and um, one of the words that came across in some of the commentaries for gentleness was calm. Hmm. And you think about that—that's that's how you are in the midst of that storm. You're just calm, mm-hmm. and and instead of being in an outrage or being provoked and being hot tempered, mm-hmm. and you're just very calm because mm-hmm. you know. You have enough wisdom. It's funny just to it, see all these really words kind of come yeah. together. You have enough wisdom to bring, what does he say in, in his definition? Um, bring it under Choosing control. to bring it under control. You have enough wisdom to bring it under control, to be of sound mind yep. before you react. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is. Like we live in such a reactive state of life. This mm-hmm. culture is all about reactivity. We, we really struggle with the proactive part of it. We're always on the defense yeah. instead of being on the offense and gentleness is offensive. That is so It's true. not defensive. Exactly. Um, and it, when you're in the offensive seat, you are going to be so much more successful than when you're in the defensive seat. And you know, I often tell my kids like it's the reactor who usually gets in trouble mm-hmm. because you don't usually see the instigator. You see the reactor. That the reactor is, so is usually louder. Yes. It, usually you're mad because by the time you react, you've been provoked so many times. Um, so if we could just shift that and quit being reactors and be proactors, we would have such a stronger testimony for Christ and we would be happier. We wouldn't yes. be caught up in this bounding emotion that just sucks the life out of us. Yeah. So awesome. And how many times have you ever heard gentleness described as offense, like in an offensive way? Right. 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 Cool, you know, right. But it's it that is flip flopping again. Right. Yeah. Well, in that same article, um, by Gary Thomas, he says that when his daughter was young, she used to love to squeeze, um, his hand as hard as she could. And of course, you know, it would never hurt even though she'd squeeze with all of her might. But um, it would never hurt him. So she did not need to be gentle with that because her hand was so little and didn't have the power to cause pain. And then he says for, for fun, he would give her hand a tight little squeeze and she would yelp. And his point is it's the strong hand, not the weak one, that must learn to be gentle. Oh, wow. Isn't that so great? Because you know <laughs> me and my profound. visuals. Yes. I'm like, okay, the big car yes. flattening Isn't hammer, the saying? walnut, yeah. and the hand holding. Like, it's this, it's the, and we women, we are strong. Mm-hmm. We are so strong. We carry 
really the burden of the family mm-hmm. um, and the unity and the spirituality a lot of times in the ha- in the home. And yeah. we are the strong ones, but we have to, I mean, men are too, don't get me wrong, but... In other ways, in, d- in different ways. If, you're, if your natural personality is strong and bold, that is awesome. Right. But that's where you have to practice gentleness Temperate. the most. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Temperate. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the whole thing that we've talked about. One of the reasons that we're very um, serious about what we're doing here in our message is because we really believe that women hold the heart of revival in the palm of their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, we really have so much ability to cause reactivity and proactivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do set the temperature of so much that's going on. And I think we need to take accountability for that instead of passing it off on, well, our, we're just so busy. Well, my kids are teenagers. Well, my husband's never home. Well, da, 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 da. Like we got to quit Blame because the Bible doesn't say, "Hey, listen, if you have the perfect life, I want you to put on gentleness and quietness and meekness and kindness." Right. It doesn't say that. It says, "Hey, in all the craziness that you're going to go through, this is how I want you to be," mm-hmm. and we just need to own that. Yeah, mm. and we would be freer in doing it. We absolutely would. And you know what's funny? Um, and we just you know finished wrapping up wise and understanding and stuff a few weeks back. Um, James three thirteen in the voice again because. <laughs> If you can't tell, I'm very addicted to the voice translation. Who in your community is understanding and wise? Let his example, which is marked by wisdom and gentleness, blaze a trail for others. Oh. Mm. Isn't Love that, that so that awesome? awesome? So you're a trailblazer. You're a trailblazer <laughs> when your walk is marked by wisdom and gentleness. I love that. That is And awesome. I think that goes back to, I've told you, my own journey is a lot of times people that are full of wisdom are not tempered with gentleness because mm-hmm. they're, they're low in mercy. Yes. And merciful people are usually very gentle people. Um, and so you've got to make sure that if you do have that wisdom that you're walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, walk in the spirit and be tempered with gentleness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in light of these like descriptions of the strength that it takes to be gentle and like bringing up the authority and the power and strength under control. So what is the difference then between showing gentleness and like being a victim or mm. showing gentleness or in being passive aggressive oh, or being good. a peacemaker versus a peacekeeper? Mm. And like, how does that in your minds kind of play out? Like what that looks like? Are you asking? Cause I was hoping you were just about to tell me. No, I I'm can't asking. wait to hear the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the Oh, the answer is Jesus. Tell me. Always. I'm waiting. <laughs> Well, that's just, I mean, that's it though. That's, that's the question because, you know, if we could, if we could find that balance and that's that tension that you were talking about mm-hmm. a couple of weeks yeah. ago and it's there it's and, true. and, you know, passive aggressive is wrong and aggressive aggressive is right. wrong. You know, like we have to find this kind of medium place and, and I don't know exactly what that is, but I, I, I know when it's not there, right. you know, I know when I feel like I've been you know, confronted in a way that wasn't gentle, but I don't know that I always recognize when I don't confront in a way that's not gentle. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Somebody else answer because I'm waiting to hear. I'm so well, excited. I was hoping I would have <laughs> I answers. I don't know that if I, I don't know that I nef- necessarily have an answer, but I think it would go back to what we've been saying is to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I can identify a passive aggressivist. I'm not a passive aggressivist. Um, 
you know, I may sometimes be able to play a victim, but even when I'm feeling like the victim, I'm not gentle about it. So right. a gentle victim, like that would be foreign to me because I don't speak that language. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> um, you know, peacemaker, peacekeeper, you know, I think... Again, the peacekeeper can look like the doormat, you know, mm-hmm. never wants to stir strife, never wants to cause contention. Um, but I don't think for victims and passive aggressivists and peacekeepers, when you look at those people and think about honor and respect, they're the hard people mm-hmm. to respect. And I think we've all probably served under leaders who are passive aggressivists yeah. or, um, you know, don't do a good job at confronting an issue. Again, mm-hmm. you know, Greg and I were even talking about this this morning about it's just easier to be honest about things. Right. You know, don't hold back hoping that the truth never comes out or mm-hmm. just be honest, but be honest in a very upright, kind right. kind of way. And people will respect that and, and the people will honor you more. It's easier to honor you because right. you're respected. So I think it's the, hey, go figure out who you are. Right. And if you struggle with the victim, passive aggressive peacekeeper person, you know, maybe it's time to take a, a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. hey, how do I how do I flip flop? Right. Um, because that's, you know, how I've had to take the bold, strong, right. passionate, outspoken and tried to flip flop into being wise with gentleness. I think it's easy too to um like if your personality like mine is not one to be confronting, then not saying anything will always seem like the more gentle answer. Right. Not speaking your mind, Mm -hmm. how you feel about a situation. So it's not even a do it with wisdom in the right time, but just don't do it at all. all. Right. You know, and and a lot of people would consider themselves gentle for that. And that is the opposite. Right. I was literally just about to say, like, I think that true gentleness requires a lot of bravery. It does. You know, because like, I even know for me, like I'm a relatively confrontational person, but there's times where, um, it's, it's so much easier. It's Mm -hmm. so much easier to just walk away and be like, whatever, you know, like I I can't do anything else. I, I'm I'm not, I'm going to let it just sit and fester and whatever. But then being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker would require you to confront in a gentle and loving way. Yeah. But it goes back to the whole thing of if and when you're even supposed to confront. When, you know? if and when you are right. supposed to. Exactly. Because you have to apply the agape love first and say, hey, is this just a time where I need to not be provoked? Mm-hmm. Where I need to just let sure. go and, yeah. and not hold on? Or if it is a time that you do feel like you need to, to stand aground and be straightforward about something, you know, you just need to make sure. And I'm, I even sometimes, Monica and I were talking about this on break. I can say something sometimes and then I, oh my gosh, did that come out the right way? And did I come over the top? And did they know my heart? And did it fall on open ears? And I don't want to cause any strife. And so I, you know, sometimes I go back to people and I'm just like, Listen, I'm sorry if that came out the wrong way or I should have had more wisdom. But that in itself is gentleness. And that is so you but you don't realize, Sarah, how many people don't do that. Like how many people will are willing to blow up on another person and let that be sorry. You know, right. And And I have a real problem with that. And I think that's where I get strong about the love thing. Like for me, that's not love. And the ultimate commandment is for us to love one another. If you're okay gossiping, talking about uh, tearing down, not building up, going off, being hot-tempered. If you're okay being the opposite of all those those words that what agape love is, and you can go to bed at night and not feel bad about it, like, 
I don't get that. I have a really hard time with that. Chris and I have talked about that before. Um, just even in our own marriage, he deals with things very differently than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's true for guys and girls in general, in general. Yeah. Um, I can't do it. I have, I have to address it. I have to deal with it. I need to apologize. Even sometimes if it's not my fault, not that I'm laying down like a rug, not even just with Chris, but with anybody, I don't want there to be that tension. And yeah. I would rather just go ahead and say, Hey, listen, Sorry for whatever happened. Let's let's put this behind us and move on. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who don't, they won't do it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I just don't get that. I don't understand that. I can't. Mm-hmm. This my spirit inside of me doesn't allow me to to do that. No, I'm the same way. I hate having any kind of anything hanging over. I don't understand unresolved conflict. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I think that's more of a passive aggressive thing. The unresolved conflict, right. the like silent treatment, like. I'm going to let you sit and right. fester in it, you know. Or avoidance. Or avoidance. You know, I'd rather mm-hmm. just avoid it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that isn't what gentleness is. And, you know, and I think that that's easily mistaken, Monica, like what you said. Yeah. Well, in the Proverbs says a gentle answer. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're answering. So, so you are It's not answering. a gentle silence. Right. Right. And you it's are not responding. a gentle rollover. And it's not a gentle doormat. That's very it's true. Never thought of that before. Gentle answer. That's away really wrath. true. Yeah. So I just, you know, like in my own life, it's very hard for me to just unprovoked or unasked, just volunteer. Like in this situation, this affected me this way or this bothered me. But it takes, like you said, courage and greater strength to be able to do that in a gentle way. Right. Um, then to just be like, well, it's just I'm always misunderstood and I yeah. never get, you know. That's not gentleness. And I would even say, too, again, you know, we talk about bringing it home a lot. Um, I think sometimes some of us are more, and I have been there, and I still get there. I'm more concerned with the world around me and not just the world I'm living in. Mm-hmm. And we don't take into consideration. We put more effort into the ministry that we're volunteering in, the job that we go to work at, mm-hmm. the friendship down the road. And we put less time into my husband, mm. my kids, you know, whatever. And I think that we have to bring that back in totally, yeah. and say we, it starts here. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if it doesn't start in here with the relationship that models the relationship of Christ with the church, yeah, then no matter what we do out here, that's going to be a fleeting moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Monica, what practical applications do we have for gentleness? Well, we have a couple. The first one, and I'm, I'm going to make a little graphic of this and put it on the website so you can download it, like maybe onto your phone or something, but um, is to f- write it out and to have this in front of you so that you can look at it every morning and have this be your inner script mm. so that you're kind of prepared for the day. What the um, pastor had said, gentleness is having the right, the power, and authority to do something, but choosing to bring it under control to fulfill just a higher good. That. Oh, my goodness. Just I just think it. that's incredibly empowering. Yes. Are you going to make it? Did you say so you're I'm going to make a little graphic okay. so you can like, save it Because I can't wait to print phone. it out and put it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and then the second thing is to practice gentleness and make a concerted effort at some point this week to re- choose to respond with gentleness. Um, in some sort of a potentially harsh situation. And like every week we're going to have one, like whether it's with our kids or our sure. spouse, a driver, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, a coworker, what someone at the grocery store, whatever, keep the visual in your mind yeah. of the, of the humongous <laughs> car flattening hammer, yep. breaking the walnut shell without flattening the net. Yeah. And yeah. like that, that be the visual that sits in your mind. So of like, good. 
and stop. Yeah. Pause. And great control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Count from 10 backwards if you have to. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. It's a little thing that I can contribute to this podcast. And then, and so those are the only practical applications. And then I'm going to have these linked on the post as well. But there was a really great book um, by Gary Thomas called The Glorious Pursuit, Embracing the Virtues of Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a big section about gentleness in there. So oh, I think cool. that that would be a great resource. Great. Absolutely. And listeners, we love to hear from you. Yes. So email us, post on the blog, or um, tweet us at um, Be Still Be Free. And uh, we, we, we love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how these practical applications worked for you this week. Um, and you can email any one of us at either Amber or Sarah or Monica at BeStillBeFree.com. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're thinking about where Be Still Be Free is moving forward to. So if you all have any ideas or things you'd like to hear us to talk about or um, have questions, please yes, send them email our way. us. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We, we lo- this is, you know, we're doing this out of obedience for the Lord, if but you, it is for you, and, and we would love your input. And if you have constructive criticism, just clothe it yeah. in gentleness. That's right. <laughs> or you type the words And send it to Monica. Don't send it That's to right. all, all constructive criticisms go to Monica. Yes. It goes to trash at bestillbefree.com. So kidding. So kidding. Yeah. We are open. We will be open. We yes. will. Okay. Because well, we are finishing up being open-minded. That's, That's right. right. The perfect end to, to the Being Open-Minded series. All right. Well, Sarah, would you do us the favor of praying us out today? Thank you, Lord, for just another great week. And um, Lord, just so much fun being with Amber and Monica and uh, just the laughing that we do behind the scenes and between recordings. And uh, Lord, just the insights that you give us. And we just pray that you're giving those same insights to the listeners, just preparing hearts and ears and the minds of both ourselves and, and the listeners, Lord, that we can just all come together and better your kingdom and whoever they are whoever we are just strangers but yet sisters in christ um lord i pray that you will be glorified and honored in all of it and that truly you will help us to learn to elevate our minds and to be transformed um, through you that we can emulate the image of christ as most as possible lord keep us all safe bring us all together again next week and it is in your most wonderful and precious name we pray amen Thank you for listening to the BeeCast. For more resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Mm-hmm.